Hi folks! In this episode of Nautical Knowledge and Nonsense, I sit down and have probably one of the most delightful interviews I've ever had with an old shipmate of mine, Liz Delbon, who is one of the most delightful humans you will ever meet, if you're so lucky. She and I sit down, we talk all about her, how she got into boats, how she got into tall ships. Liz was on the Valentine's Day episode with Jamie, uh, me, Jamie, and my wife Megan. So if you haven't listened to that episode, episode 17, you should definitely check it out. It's a really good one. And yeah, so we kind of get into her origin story a little bit here. And you also get a chance to just hear some funny stories uh, that we swap back and forth in a very natural manner. You will get to hear a clash of cultures as, as we poke fun at each other's backgrounds and upbringings and, and just views of the world in the most delightful, friendly way that I wish more people would. Our topics cover everything from boats and how they help people, the community, the culture, some good nautical knowledge. But we also cover some non-boat related topics such as cast iron, kombucha, and gut biomes. Yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, just so you folks know, I, I learned through Liz what ASMRs are, though I'm still slightly confused <laughs> as to maybe why anybody would want to deal with ASMRs. Anyway... I edited out a lot of them, but some of it is just, it's its in there, it's awkward, it's weird, I'm apologizing, <laughs> but uh, I felt like I had to leave it in for just continuity's sake for the interview, I guess. Anyway, uh, so yeah, if you hear us doing weird noises, that it's probably from the ASMR thing that, that I think we explained a little bit in the beginning of the episode. All right, well, enough of me talking. Here's uh, my interview with Liz Delbon. <laughs> Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Nautical Knowledge and Nonsense. I'm here with one of the most wonderful old shipmates ever, Liz. Liz Dalbon. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, that's good. I got it yeah, right. Dalbon. <laughs> After all these years. <laughs> There's a space in between. Yes. Just so you know. There's a space. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for sitting down and doing the interview with me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, you you and uh, your husband, Jamie, have been staying with us for a couple weeks. We're not husband and wife yet. <laughs> this is how rumors start. And uh, that's it. Gosh darn it. And that's it. There's That's all people are ever going to know now. No, okay, fiance, is that fair to ask? Yeah. Special person? Yeah. Special person. I like special person. You with your special person, yeah. Jamie. I've been staying with us for a couple weeks. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for helping out, cleaning and Stay, helping the kids once in a while and taking Heck care yeah. of them and hope it's been relaxing for you and fun. oh yeah definitely yeah should we do more asmrs is that yeah. what they're called yeah yeah asmr okay would, ready would that, okay, here's a good okay. one ready ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, liz just introduced me to you know what i'm, I'm i might edit that out that's really just weird, it's weird to me. i don't i'm it doesn't i'm not comfortable i don't feel comfortable <laughs> I feel a little sensitive right now. Oh I never thought I'd say vulnerable. that. We're getting vulnerable. <laughs> a little vulnerable. Yeah. A little, little odd. Yeah. yeah. I, I I wouldn't want that next to my ear. Think about it. People are listening to this. Yeah. Like, well, it makes up. them feel good. You know, <laughs> you know what? There are things that make some people feel good and other things that make some people feel very uncomfortable. And then yeah. there's the whole things in between. So, yeah. 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 To eat your own. Don't force it on anybody. I think and... I'm just going to stick to the format I got, which is no 
No ASMRs, though. You may hear thudding in the background, the occasional kid scream, just so you know, because we are at home. <laughs> that is that's, our ASMR. That is ASMR. It. That is the SOP for the ASMR for this POD. All right, we're, we're done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get acronyms. You're keeping either. it hip and modern over here. All right, let's get to boats. So tell us about boats, Liz. What got you? Oh, gosh. How'd you, how, how did you discover boats? What happened? Uh, well, I was... Was I 19? I was an age of either 19 or 20. (laughs) And I had been living in San Francisco since I was 15. Um, Stopped going to school when I was 16 or 15. Um, Started working at a science museum called the Exploratorium. Um, Worked my way up in that. I had no boat experience before boats anyway so um i also got a theater job doing theater stuff all over the bay area and i swear this leads into the next part which is um i was working i i got really miserable and i didn't really like how my life was going or i don't know just you know and i didn't like the city it was really busy and i felt really lonely so i was like I don't know. I just had this feeling that this next summer was going to be so good and I was going to have such a good time, but I didn't know why. And then I met this guy who was really nice and we were like hanging out a bunch and he was like, why don't you come do a gala with me for one of the theater companies that we both work for? So I was like, okay, why not? Might as well. We weren't getting paid. It was, you know, just for funsies. And I was there doing stuff working and this woman who I was kind of working under she needed to get something from the kitchen and she told me oh uh can you get this thing from the galley and she's oh no I mean kitchen mm-hmm. and I was like wait do you work on boats <laughs> she was like yeah I'm a captain I do all these delivery stuff and I was like that's so cool <laughs> and she looked so cool she was like wearing these beautiful like le- purple leopard print skin tight jeans and she had this like i think she had purple streak in her hair i can't remember it was a long time ago yeah all captains do that that's pretty standard pretty standard yeah Yeah, just look cool (laughs) yeah when you're getting your coast guard exams and you're getting all your paperwork done yeah that's part of it yeah how much purple are you gonna wear yeah well i'm I'm wearing purple you just don't see it it's underneath everything i have like a a onesie like you haven't yeah and you have an inner purple glow i would say wow that (laughs) shines from your eyes you you are definitely from the bay area all right <laughs> let's uh, so okay so she looked really cool oh god just stop, stop <laughs> yeah so um i can't remember where she was originally from but uh she was in the bay area working for this theater company um doing this gala and i was there too and i was like how do i go on boats because you work on boats so you know how to get on boats and she was like well actually there's a boat in town called the lady washington and they're always desperate for crew (laughs) and i was like Uh, okay i could i think i could do this and so literally two days later i went down to check out this boat that always needs crew um and it turned out to be this crazy old tall ship (laughs) and actually there was okay so there was a gate blocking me from getting right up to it um but right as i walked up to it Johan, Megan, and I think a few other people walked out of it, and I was like, hello! <laughs> I'm Liz. I heard you're looking for crew. 
And okay, you okay, let's see. I need to paint a picture of myself. Cause at that time I was like <laughs> shaven head, wearing Carhartt's big bomber jacket or whatever, yeah. just like looking like a punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look you look rough around the edges. It's great. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah. Oh, all right, that's that's a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, totally. And then, um, yeah, and Johan was just like, yeah, and then pointed to somebody on the deck and was like, hey, can you give her a, a tour? <laughs> <laughs> um. And yeah, this guy proceeded to give me a tour of the Lady Washington, and I remember sitting below decks being like, oh, I'm already getting seasick, <laughs> I think, but I, I'm really into this. I think I'm going to come back. Um, and then I left being really excited, being like, I think this is the next thing. This is the next thing for me. And I went back a couple times just to, like, double check if everything was okay. Mm. And I think the second time I went back, I remember... I'm just going to say, I remember meeting Josh Scornifacci. And it was such a... Episode five, folks. Episode Episode five. five. Yeah. Because he was the bosun (laughs) at the time. And I just want to say this memory because it's just, like, such a beautiful memory. So I think I was talking with Johan. I was like, okay, Johan, what do do you want me to do? And he was like... Okay, we're going to do maintenance with the bosun. And it's the guy that looks like he's always, like, preparing for the apocalypse. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, I guess, I don't know what exactly that looks like. But then I see Josh walk by and he's like, there's holes everywhere in his clothing. He's like, has a bandana, sunglasses, and he's just, he looks prepared. <laughs> And I was like, okay, cool. And I think I drove him to the paint store and we got paint or something. But I don't know. Just my first impression of the whole crew was just everybody was so nice and interesting. And I got to climb things. (laughs) That was epic. And yeah, I just. Oh, and then. okay, so I met them. First day I met them. And then literally two weeks later, I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I hopped on board. I put everything away. I like quit all my jobs. I was working like three or four jobs at the time, (laughs) quit all of them. Um, And it was crazy because like things were kind of just falling into place. Like it kind of felt like the universe really wanted me to do this. It was like, (laughs) like, for instance, I had a job that I don't know, it really needed specific kind of people to do it. And suddenly there was somebody else to do it. And you know, and I was able to, like, contact people and who were, like, ready to do the jobs that I needed to do that I was already doing. And, uh, yeah, everything just kind of fell into place. And two weeks after I first met everybody, first met the boat, I was on board and sailing up the um, to the Pacific Northwest. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, a lot of things. So, Josh... Uh, yeah, it's, it cracks me up because people are always, they, they're always surprised how detailed my descriptions are of people, and they usually sound exaggerated, and they aren't. Like, like ever. <laughs> Never, not once. People are like, oh, no, this person really isn't this way or that way, or, I mean, the, yeah, the, the I mean, God, the greatest one was, was Alex. I don't even, I probably don't, don't want to make this episode too explicit, but when uh, Alex, Viking ship Alex, and, oh, no, I'm, I'm not even going to go there, but. Basically, people are usually surprised at how accurate my description of people are, uh, even though they think I'm exaggerating. And then, uh, but but 
I think you're underselling yourself because you came actually, you had a lot of skills. So you had not only power tools, I mean, you, you were able to use power machines because you, you worked at the, where was it again? It was the, the Exploratorium. The Exploratorium. Yeah. So you actually knew how to build stuff and make things and slap things together. And, <laughs> yeah. and it was, um, so, so you came armed with some skills. I think you're kind of underselling your, okay. yourself a little okay, bit here, well, Liz. You know, um, well, you're not just, uh, yeah. We could go into how wonderful I no, am. Not just a pretty face, <laughs> not just a pretty personality. No, it was, it was more of that. You had, you had skills. You were bringing skills to the table. Thanks, Johan. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, I remember you, my impression was just like, oh, this delightful person who just, when, when you were, when you came in the main hold, when you were doing stuff, like you just kind of radiated joy and happiness and it just was infectious. Oh. It, was, it was like, it was necessary. It was part of, it was good for the crew. It was definitely good for the crew. Yeah. Well, the crew was good for me. So win-win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great when that works out. It really, really yeah. something. I think I lucked out, to be honest, with the crew that we had with Josh, Allie, and all the other people. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So what are some of the highlights? Like when you were on, um, well. Uh, I, oh, can I tell? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. No. Highlight number one <laughs> <All right. laughs> was my first transit. It's always the first transit. That's oh, always what people remember. because they're always it. Yeah. It was epic. So, whether it's amazing or whether it's boring or amazing or yeah. flat calm or a yeah. storm, you will never forget your first yeah. transit. Yeah. My first transit. So I'd been in, um, I'd been sailing a little bit in the Bay area mm-hmm. on the tall ship Lady Washington. And, you know, it's not, it doesn't get rough in there. No. And really. you came on in Redwood City. Yeah. If I remember. That's where we saw it. Sausalito. Well, I forgot. Okay. Anyway. We saw you in Sausalito. Oh, yeah. sorry. We saw, saw you in Redwood City, but you came on yeah. officially in Sausalito. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um, And so it's not rough. And I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. I'll go out into the ocean. I'm not, I don't think I even took, oh yeah. Okay. So let me just try to set up the story. So, so I started in Sausalito, been a few days out in Sausalito. It's not that choppy. It's not that bad. But even then I was like, I wonder if I'm getting seasick now. I think I might be getting seasick. I don't know. I think, I don't know. (laughs) You know, like second guessing yourself, like really thinking about it too hard. Um, and then it was time for our first transit. And the night before our transit, Josh, <laughs> Josh literally tells me, he was like, oh, yeah, I was in a shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> I had never been on a boat before. And Josh and um, Alicia. Oh, Alicia it? was with. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alicia. They both were like telling me these horror stories <laughs> about shipwrecks, about friends lost. And I was like. Okay, I think it's going to be okay. Oh, yeah, but I just, oh, man, I remember Josh, after he finished the story, he was like, but it's going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just, like, so scared. I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's fine. Um, And then I think I had a really early watch. No, it wasn't that. I went to sleep, and I woke up seasickness seasick Mm because we were going into the potato patch or something like well if if we if we were going over the potato patch it was really i i no that wasn't with me okay i don't i I don't think i would have done that unless it was dead calm i mean it'd have to be really okay so maybe it wasn't even the potato patch it probably was just the sea (laughs) so folks just a little side side note so this because this is also about knowledge this podcast yeah no worries and like so outside of san francisco san francisco doesn't have a bar per se, where you have to cross a shallow area that's rough, but it has a thing called the potato patch that effectively is the bar. 
So when you head out of San Francisco, head out on the Golden Gate and hang a right, so you start heading north, there's a patch. It's called the Potato Patch, and it's a shallow area where all the silt kind of builds up, and it can effectively act like a bar, and it can get pretty rough in there. So just, I, I mean, I'm not saying you have to avoid it all the time. I've definitely been through it, but you just have to be cautious. That's word of warning. I think that's fair. Yeah. So, but I, I doubt we, I know me, I'm, I'm not, I doubt we did that. Maybe we did, but but it'd have to be pretty darn calm. Yeah. And and no tide changes coming up. And I think actually and and, and yeah. Yeah. And, and I think actually that transit was a pretty rough transit because I'm getting flashbacks now of like okay so I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like I need to I need to puke I <laughs> I know I need to so I was very proud I got on deck and I puked in the tiller well without puking anywhere else. <laughs> I've got good aim, <laughs> so that's good. Down the old rudder well. Yeah. yeah, and then the rest of the night is like flashes of images of okay. So there was another girl, and she also got really sick, and we were like throwing up together in the rudder well, <laughs> and being like, "Oh, it's a sick party!" <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, oh man, it was so nice. Ah, oh, Dave, Dave came up and he was like, "Are you okay? Do you need a glass of water?" And I was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which day was it? Uh, what's his name? Older guy? Not older. You know, Danger Dave? Dave or Safety Dave. It's one oh, of the two, but I'm, always, okay, I'm dyslexic, okay. so I can't remember which one is which. Uh, so the engineer, yeah. Yeah, engineer safety Dave. Dave. Safety yeah, Dave. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. yeah, beautiful Safety Dave. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. Yeah, I, I was sure I was going to lose Megan to him, so <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah, great singer, handsome, smart, athletic. Huh. Maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> Gosh, I'm feeling funny. No, anyway, he, he was wonderful. He, he is a wonderful, wonderful man. And he like, I think he even gave me a blanket or maybe Allie gave me a blanket. Yeah. It's all it's all a blur. And I have this beautiful image of Allie because I think it got pretty rough because I remember sliding down at one point and like. It's, well, it's a northern tramp. I mean, we're going yeah. into the swells. If, if there's any swell, it's going to be not comfortable. Yeah. It'll never be. Yeah, it's not comfortable. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not comfortable. And I just see so Allie um is like fairly small, but she is tough. Just <laughs> a tough cookie. And she is on this giant tiller and the waves are like you know, and she is riding it. Like I just see her like grasping the tiller and just get like steering with everything that she's got and it is so beautiful and i just remember being so proud i was like i'm in the right place (laughs) 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 oh man okay and then it's daylight and i think i did get i get a few hours of sleep and then it's daylight and it's time for my watch and i remember johan comes up to me and he's like all right this is the time to show that you're a real sailor. <laughs> you got to stand and watch. You got to at least stand up. And I'm like, okay, Johan. Okay, Captain Johan. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a real sailor. <laughs> so I stand up. I like somehow make it up. And I'm just leaning and just be like, okay, this is great. I'm doing great. I'm not, I'm not thrown up just yet. It's still working. And there was a passenger on board. And she was so sweet. She was this older lady. And I think she was pretty experienced Mm. because, first of all, she had the perfect crystallized ginger. (laughs) 
I can't find crystallized ginger that is that good. Mm-hmm. It was like the perfect because if you get crystallized ginger that's too sweet, it just makes you more sick. But it was the perfect amount of ginger to sugar ratio <laughs> <laughs> that I had like a couple of ginger bits and oh, and then um, Ethan he had his Cheez Its, his transit Cheez Its, and I had like a handful uh, of yes, transit Cheez Its. Ethan Nielsen is so good with the snacks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, those cheeses. <laughs> the many forms that they came in. <laughs> um, and that cured me. I wasn't sick anymore. I think it also might have, the swells might have gone down at that point a bit. <laughs> I think that might have happened too. But I was cured and I was I was on the tiller and I was doing great. And then, <laughs> and then, <gasps> this is the best part. Okay. And then <laughs> Johan is like, okay, we're going to set sail now. <laughs> and I was like. And he was like, do you feel ready to go up? And I'm like, yeah, I could do this. I could do it. So I've got two guys and we're going aloft. I think one of them is ahead of me and the other one is behind me. Dave is behind me. And we're climbing up. We're like timing our climbs with the swell. We're, you know, holding on. I think Dave is kind of coaching me. He's like, yeah, just, you know, be careful. (laughs) Hold on. Don't let go. <laughs> and suddenly the guy ahead of me is like, go around me. And I was like, okay, we're almost there. I don't know why I need to go around you, but okay. And as I'm climbing, he like steps off uh, to the side on the cross trees. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I'm climbing up and he's like still on the cross trees and Dave is behind me. And then Dave um, and I start do we unfurl the sails? I think we're unfurling the sails. And it was just this beautiful moment because the yard arm is literally swinging back and forth. <laughs> yeah. And we're like swinging with it. And Dave keeps going like, ow, ow, <laughs> ow. Each time it swings. And I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm not sick yet still. I thought I would be, but I think the adrenaline is kicking in and I'm doing great. And then I look down at the guy who was ahead of me and he's like, just sitting there. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, to each their own. Um, And we do the thing that we're supposed to do up there. And I start climbing down. And I notice there's these chunks of something aloft. And I'm kind of climbing around it. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. And I don't know if I want to know what that is. (laughs) And so I keep climbing down and we get down. And that guy, that guy is still up there for some reason. (laughs) Yeah, and then I I didn't really think about it for a while, and we finished the transit, and then um, this guy, he says, yeah, I threw up a loft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It uh. was, yeah. <laughs> I was proud that I didn't throw up a loft, but I'm glad I got to, you know, be around when somebody did, because that is just such a intense moment <laughs> yeah i've come i've come close a few times but never never actually never actually did that but oh, i had I had the most beautiful I'll, I'll never forget it was it was a lammy the la maritime institute and we would take young at-risk youth out sailing and it was the best aloft puke i've ever seen it was beautiful it was oh, gorgeous because wow. so here's the thing like kids if they eat red hot cheetos yeah prior to getting on a boat they will throw up Mm. It's like there's something about Red Hot Cheetos that makes people seasick. I could see that. And yeah, it, uh, this this podcast is not brought to you by Red Hot Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck Red Hot Cheetos. Yeah, so <laughs> but I've seen literally kids where they like will get on the boat at dock on a river, cross over to the other rail and puke. 
and and it's just and then you see the pink you see this pink puke you're like oh red hot cheetos yeah that was easy yeah like like, you know what what caused it so these kids were up aloft and and there was the one kid i was with this one kid and he, he called himself too cool and like he came on board the ship and just immediately started running around and was like pushing people around and just kind of being a jerk. Ah, and the teacher said, yeah, that's the kid with the bad family. And I was like, okay. And so one of the tricks that I would do is I'd get like the geekiest kid that clearly had no social standing in the classroom. And I put them on the helm, you know, like the ship's wheel and teacher, teach him. It was a her in this particular instant teacher taught this gal how to steer and then invariably everybody wants to steer, right? Mm. And so you try to get as many kids through as possible. But, but of course, too cool was like, Wait, I want to do that. And I'm like, well, do you think you can? He's like, yeah, I think I can. It's like, okay, you teach him to the girl. You know, so nice. I turned to the girl and I said, you teach him. And so now she's the instructor. Now, in order for him to do the task, she's in charge. Yeah. And so just kind of, you, you could turn their whole world. First of all, they're, they're totally out of their element. Any kid is from a downtown, you know, or wherever in a, in a city, they probably haven't ever been out of the water in their life. So you get a lot of control over the environment. Mm. Anyway, I'm rambling. So the point <laughs> is, the point is too cool. We, you know, one of the big things was climbing aloft and like, like any young teenage boy, like he was showing off and he was kind of like, you know, it was, it was like a, you know, test of strength and, and courage and all this. And so I saw him up aloft and when he came down, I said, Hey, you look pretty good up there. He's like, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, you want to do something really cool? Like, if you can show me that you can take care of your shipmates. and that you, Oh, that was the other thing. Because he was, like, hitting on a shipmate right off the bat. And uh, when, after a teacher told me that. And then he, like, was, you know, hitting one of his friends. And, and I said, we don't hit on boats. We don't do that. And he's like, he's my friend. It's like, we don't hit on boats. We don't do that. And that was it. And he stopped doing that. Yeah. And then, so he was aloft, told him, yeah, I did a good job. And I said, well, we'll do something really cool. He's like, what? And I said, well, come here. And so I pulled out one of the history books with, like, pictures of sailors back in the age of sail. And showed them pictures of furling. You know, like, whoa, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to furl a sail. And like, what else? Is, you know, so we start flipping more pages and start talking about the history of sail. Nice. And it was like, it's kind of crazy, right? And then um, we get him up aloft, too cool. And he was up with his friend who he had been hitting before. This is like <laughs> now his buddy, you know. And and the friend, so we're furling the sail and, and you know, I'm t- telling him how to do it, talk him through it. And his friend just pukes this oh. beautiful pink rain like almost hit a girl on deck just like this beautiful pink gorgeous rain streaming down from aloft look i'm watching it go if i don't know you ever seen rain from from up on high going it was beautiful it was a thing of beauty Mm -hmm. and a little bit of rainbow in there i don't know maybe maybe it's uh, i'll remember that now yeah but yeah (laughs) it'll be part of the memory but he started crying and I, I don't know if it was just too much emotion or probably just he's bent over and has just exerted himself. And, oh, yeah. I yeah, cry when so I puke. You, you see, start, I mean, not like emotionally, but yeah. tears will come out of my tears eyes. Tears start coming out. Yeah. And Tuchel's like, is he crying? And I'm like, it's just exertion. It just happens. Yeah. And, and he's oh no, that wasn't it. He didn't say, is he crying? He says, is he okay? Oh. Is he okay? That's really I cool. I say, yeah, it's pretty normal. Like you're, he's throwing up. It's, it's hard. Yeah, he's fine. And, uh, and then when, when the sail ended, I'll never forget because he was getting off the boat <laughs> and and he's getting, we had like a, a kind of like a gang, it wasn't a gang, it was like a stairwell gangway. Mm-hmm. So this little stair, you know, like five step stairway or 10 steps, I forget how many going down. And and he he's, takes the first step or two and then just stops and freezes. Like mm-hmm. at the, you know, freezes going halfway down the steps. And he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Oh. And, then, and then he steps down 
and he proceeded to shake every crew member's hand leaving the boat. Like oh, it was wow. like, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, and, and a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, one off or whatever. Well, the next, the next sale, cause we had multiple sales with the same kids. Um, you know, a few weeks later or whatever, the teacher's like, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, he's my best student now. Oh. Like, if he ever starts acting up, I just threaten <laughs> you can't go on the sale. That's it. But, but he's like, you know, so so there's a little bit of the carrot and the stick there. But he's yeah. like, yeah, he's just completely different. Yeah. So, I anyway. think boats are really good for people. It They, they are definitely 100% the most effective tool I've ever seen to get people to just kind of... S- like not snap out of everything but just just get a if if they're looking for meaning yeah and just having trouble if you're if you're too messed up don't do it because you will mess everything up but like <laughs> if you're like a normal person that's just going through a rough patch or just like God, i need something different in my life yeah like they're the most effective tool i've seen to get people out of that slump or certainly to keep youth from yeah. going down the, the yeah. bad roads and but the only thing i don't know unfortunately is are they the most efficient Hmm. And I, tr- you know, because I, I want, I mean, someday I would love to have a tall ship program helping at, re- at risk youth. Yeah. But I mean, you know me, like I'm, I'm kind of German and, and like, I just, I need to prove it on paper and yeah. with numbers. Like, do, is this truly, <clears throat> you're spending, you know, millions of dollars building a vessel. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to maintain it, maybe millions. Um, like, is this actually efficient? Hmm. Are there, for, for that amount of money, could you do more with a lesser program? And it's, it's. I never got an answer because most of these organizations, unfortunately, uh, I don't want to speak badly of them, but a lot of them don't take data, like mm. not not the type of data. They don't follow up with things the way they really probably should. Hmm. And so you'll hear these wonderful anecdotal stories. And, and my gut feeling is it's very, very, it's pretty darn efficient despite yeah. the high costs. You, like the amount of kids you're going to reach is much higher than in another program for number of students. So if you have 100 kids, you're going to reach you know, maybe I don't know, 98 or 95 or something mm. versus another program. You might, you might get 10 that like change their lives, you know? Well, but if you scale it up too much, I feel like it's not, it kind of waters it down, mm-hmm. you know, like the most effective kid groups that I've been in or that I've worked with, it's the ones that are smaller. It's like when you're able to work with people on a personal level, because you know, like when we're doing those ed, ed sales where it's like we've got three ed sales a day mm-hmm. and all their faces started to blend together. You know, it's not mm-hmm. I don't think I was actually, you know, teaching anybody mm-hmm. anything like, yeah, they got a cool little sale on a boat. But are they going to remember that? But if you take like 12 kids on a week long trip, that is going to stick with them. That is going to teach them something like deeply in their core. Yeah. So I think it just really, it just really depends. It is, I think it's very variable. Well, yeah. And, and these boats, we were taking over 20 kids out mm. for, you know, they, they had a, I mean, it, it seemed pretty solid. You take them out for three, four hour sails and then you go on a five day journey. Oh, that's awesome. It seems like all you need. Yeah. Honestly. And then, you know, and then hope the follow through I would love to have seen would have been like, why can't they come down and be volunteers now on the boat mm. and, or help maintain it? Or do yeah. something, you know, like like have other programs set up, or, or at least guide them to other programs where they're like, oh, you looked really, you did really good engineering. Try this car repair, yeah, yeah, program. Or there are, I think there are some programs out there. Yeah, but it's the follow that. through. That's the yeah. key, right? And it's yeah, yeah. But you're and and you, I mean, like you said, you you left school. Yeah. Um. So, but you're you seem like a very successful, very well. But I think like I'm. 
I'm successful because I have a really strong base. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a family that can support me if everything goes tits up. Like, which I don't know. Like, a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people don't have family or friends that they can always go to no matter what. Yeah. So I was very lucky in that way that I was able to experiment and, you know, leave school and work my way up into places that people don't see as sufficient enough to have a lifestyle, have like a, you know, a comfortable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And also I was, I'm, I'm also blessed that I can be uncomfortable in, you know, like I don't need a bathroom. I can, I can poop in a hole <laughs> and I'm fine, you know? <clears throat> so it's just a combination of things that, that worked out well for me in my choices. Um, Yeah. So I think it just really depends. Yeah. Oh, but I do want to say, I think, I think a little discomfort is really good for people. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. I think knowing what it's like not to have a bathroom right like two steps away from you (laughs) to try to plan out your daily needs for like how like if you're for instance on the tall ships we used to we would have shore showers that we could go to because a lot of the time on the boats you only have a limited amount of space that you can fill up with so like our black water tanks for instance were only a certain amount of space and so you couldn't always use the bathroom on the boats so you would have to walk for like five to ten minutes to a shore shower a shore bathroom and that is difficult to plan sometimes i've definitely <laughs> had an accident <laughs> oh, wow. did you know that no i yeah. did not know that oh man it was on seaward <laughs> oh my gosh wow <laughs> because ah because seaward not only did you have to like walk for five minutes you also had to like that's get right, this gate. fiddly gate yep. open oh, and he had to remember the code and he man. had to get this fiddly gate open and it was at that gate where i was like i don't think that fart was just fart <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow it's... and i think it was right before we went sailing too so i was just like okay i'm gonna go clean myself up and get back to work <laughs> oh, wow well that's uh that's hardcore and yeah. it teaches you things it teaches you like to appreciate all the good things you have Because we live in such a modern society where all of our needs can be taken care of with like a click of the button. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if people really appreciate that sometimes, really appreciate that having fresh water, having fresh food and having like a bed to sleep in is luxury. Yeah. It's absolute luxury. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I know as a kid, you know, camping and that made you really appreciate it and hiking, backpacking, made yeah. you definitely appreciate uh, comforts of the comforts of home and then boats, it makes you appreciate where everything comes from. It's mm. like you, you kind of, after a while, you know all, where all the pipes, what they are and what they do, you know, all the tanks, what they like, you just know how much water you have, you know, how limited your supplies are. You make your own electricity. Yeah. Period. One way or the other. If it's solar or wind or on most of the tall ships I've been on, we just have a generator yeah. and some batteries. Yeah. Uh, you That's it. And if you don't have power, you don't have power. And yeah. sometimes you have nothing. Like, like yeah. your, your stuff just doesn't work. And we had that on uh, AJ Mirwald, um when our, <laughs> our battery bank was shot. 
And uh, it was just, I mean, I, I, we knew it was getting bad. I had no idea it was as bad as it was. And then our generator just wouldn't start. Turns out it was a busted diode, you know, but we had no means of diagnosing that or fixing that at the time. And yeah, we had to, we had to cancel our, our race. We had to you know, multi-day oh, right. I wasn't two day race. Yeah, yeah. But, but basically, and everyone's like, well, we can go, we can go. It's like, no, we can't because our battery bank, if our battery bank was super strong, I think even we couldn't have done it, but it was pretty weak. So I'm like, this is what's going to happen. Like one by one, all the systems are going to shut down, starting with the heads. The pump yeah. will stop working. You know, how, like you want to have, and we had passengers on board. It's like with, even with the crew, I'd be like, oh, that's a two days that's on with a bucket that's that's not so good yeah some boats do so, that i mean it works right fine, but but if they're they're set for it they're prepared yeah, for it they have yeah. plan. you know so um yeah for us it's like that's the last case resort but last resort <laughs> but it's like yeah so we're gonna lose that but then we're gonna lose our gps and then we're gonna lose our radios and our chart plotter and all like we're, we're gonna lose our lights like all these safety yeah. systems and like i can't as a as a captain i was like well if you're in it. a race too and yeah. like these the the tall ships are they're built for sailing but not for docking like if you don't if you only have sail power you're not gonna dock i mean you could anchor but it just makes everything more complicated if you don't have electricity on those kind of boats yeah um, uh, luckily the starter batteries were fine so that, yeah that wouldn't have been an issue yeah but yeah, it was one of those things where you, so yeah, once you lose that electricity, you're all of a sudden realize, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> this 18th century stuff is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had it hard. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So, so you're on Lady, you did the transit north, chieftain. So I, I remember, where was it where you had just the, the most embarrassing moment, I think, ever? Oh, no. It was so. Oh yeah, we're telling the story. It was so. It was funny. lady. Of course, it was lady. I remember. Okay. I just can't remember where we were docked. I can't remember either. But we were. I remember. Chieftain, we were, it was it must have been Newport. It was Chief Chieftain was rafted Chieftain to was our starboard side. As, yeah. Yeah. It was Chieftain on our starboard side. I can't remember which port now. If it was Newport or what. I don't uh, want to remember. <laughs> but it was the funniest thing because I hear this like, help. Help. But it wasn't like a, oh God, I really, really desperately need help right now. So it was more like something's happened and I need assistance. Yeah. So I get up on deck and of course it was me. Uh, sorry, Liz. And, it was me. And you had, you had, you had. Well, should I, should I tell the story? Did or... Tell the story. Okay. Tell the story. So um, there, ne- there was a splice that needed to be done. And to do this splice, I needed to climb up the, what would you call that? The luff of the spanker on the lady washington so on the back of the boat folks on the the back of the main mast there's a a thing called the spanker which is like a gaff rigged fore and aft sail Uh, you can look that up and there's a big log so basically gaff rig means there's a big log called the boom on the bottom there's a sail in between and a big log on the top called the gaff and you were sitting on the the spanker boom, right? The big log on the bottom. I believe. No, oh, no, no. Oh, tell the tale. Yeah. Okay. So I actually, the sail was down then. The uh, no, I think it was somewhat up. I think the I think the gaff was horizontal. What were you running through? What were you trying to? It was. Oh no, it was furled. It was, the... it was furled. It's furled. Okay. And yeah. the way that you guys furl on ladies, you don't take the the uh, the gaff down. Yeah. You just braille it in yeah we braille it That's yeah right. the braille. so so it was all brailled in but what needed to be spliced was the, the outhaul 
Yeah. For the um the peak. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that was brought in, but I still had to climb up it, and it was a it was a really fun climb actually, because it was like I was just climbing the furl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I remember asking. I was like, "Is this okay if I do this?" And I think um, oh, what's her name? The first mate at that time. Lit? Uh, was it uh, Poe? Catherine Poe? Catherine. Yeah. yeah. Catherine. Okay. Let me start that over so she knows <laughs> I don't forget her name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Catherine Pogue, the first maid at that time. Unforgettable. <laughs> Unforgettable. <Yeah. laughs> she, um, she, I, I asked her, I was like, is it okay if I climb this? And she was like, yeah, it's like this. You just hold on. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm fine with that. And I love climbing. So I was yeah. so up for this challenge. And I was like climbing the furl. <laughs> so it was just a bunch of bunched up sail that you're grabbing onto to climb up. And I climbed up and I thought I was like, and I was really smart. I like tied the rope onto myself that smart. I needed to. Yeah, yeah, super smart. Tied the rope on that I needed to splice um, to the peak. And I climbed up there, hooked myself in somehow. I don't even know how I did that. Clipped myself in. So I was sitting in my lanyard mm-hmm. and... Um, I was like, yeah, I was feeling really good about myself because I was doing this big job for this big boat and I was like a real newbie. And, and you're in a harness. You're and sitting, I'm in a harness. You're in your yeah. harness. Yeah. yeah. Clipped in. Yeah. And I thought Very I was, safe. and I was really smart because I actually, I threaded the rope that I was splicing. I threaded it into my harness yeah. so that in case it dropped. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes that sense. I wouldn't lose it. So yeah, right? I like, you know, I put it in there, <laughs> threaded it, and was doing my splice. I, w- I did the entire splice perfectly, beautifully. It was tapered. It was gorgeous. I knew it was the bomb. I had a thimble in it, too, I think. It was so gorgeous. Nice. And I was sta- sitting there looking at my good work, and then I, I looked down, and I'm like, oh, that rope i just threaded through my um lanyard that's not gonna come out (laughs) (laughs) and i realized that i had just spliced myself into the rig (laughs) (laughs) and i started laughing i started laughing so hard oh my god maybe maybe that was it maybe i heard the laughter it was it was the laughter yeah because um um our engineer at the time who was not dave Mm. he was on deck and i was like Hey, <laughs> was, it, was it Marty? It was Marty. Yeah, yeah. Marty, the one man party. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Marty, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> spliced myself into the rig. <laughs> and he was like, Oh my god! And he literally started taking a video of me. <laughs> that yep. was his first instinct. It wasn't like, Oh, yeah. I should go get help. It was, Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Click, take a video. <laughs> yeah, so you're cracking up, and then I get up on deck, and I'm like, Oh, this is priceless oh my gosh oh, like, could God. someone please help me like no i'm helping we're gonna help you Liz. we're gonna help you so <laughs> and i was crying i yeah. was crying not like tears tears of joy <laughs> tears so i get, of, I get on the loud hailer and i'm like Shh. attention all crew attention all crew a learning moment please come out on deck for a learning moment and then, and, <laughs> but then of course our crew pops out yeah why yeah. chieftain's crew crafted next us they pop out because they want to see what's going on so everybody's out oh, no. on deck and i'm like Liz, what have you just done and you're like trying to explain that was the funniest thing uh, ultimately we just uh i think we we had to we untied the line and you had to pull yeah. it through yourself and that yeah. was faster than you you know it's perfect splice we're not yeah. gonna ruin that so yeah i would not destroy that yeah. splice for anything <laughs> uh, we just had to reread everything or whatever but it was uh 
It was a good learning moment. Yeah, pretty yeah. funny. I, I like that, though. I like that, though, when we can laugh at our, our mistakes. Yeah. yeah, well, that was a good one. <laughs> yep, that was a pretty good one. Oh, I love ships. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun cruise. So how long were you on board? Do you recall when you left? Three months. I was on for three months. Okay. Um, And I got really burnt out. <laughs> oh, wow. Just, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's like, I wanted to give my all, so I gave my all, and, yeah. and at the end of it, and after, like, I think it was two crew changeovers. And, you know, I got so attached to that first crew. That was a special crew. Yeah, it's yeah. hard when you have a really, really, really... Yeah. When it, when and it's clicks. your first crew, too. Yeah. I feel yeah, like it's... people's first crews are usually... Well, if they're really bad, then they're really bad. And I feel so sorry for anybody who has a first crew that's bad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like a first crew is kind of like a first love. You know, you really find the people that... Well, for me, I really found people that were open, were loving, and who loved me back, and I could love as much as I wanted to, mm-hmm. which is what, that's just all I wanted. Like, I just wanted to love people. <laughs> and these people were, you know, they were on my wavelength, if you wanted to call it that, you know? And I remember Josh, too. We were out. <laughs> you know, Josh loves loves his adventures. and yes. so Yes, he does. And so we were out, and I think this was, like, maybe the second adventure we had done together, and we were we were going to these caves that were you know flooded with water, and we were spelunking through it. And I I, re- I think we were walking back, and I was like, huh, yeah, I'm a city girl who's in the country who thinks she's in the country." And and Josh just looked at me, and he was like, "No, I think it's the opposite. I think you're like a nature girl who thought she was a city girl." And it just you know just <laughs> that insight that you get from people who really love you. And who really spend time with you. Because you can't get away from these people. <laughs> so you really just get to know yourself and get to know people. And it's... So I fell in love with that whole crew. And I just... You know, when they left, of course, I was crying and all this. And then you've got this new crew on. And you've just... The emotional energy that it takes to form those relationships again. It For me, I think that's what burned me out. Was like trying to form these new relationships, but also, you know, the boat work is hard. Yeah. You're climbing, you're sailing, you're, you know, not getting great sleep. It's, it's a, it's tough, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I remember I was in my, I mean, I was in my mid twenties when I started on boats. So I was in really, really good shape and the best shape of my life was when I was on boats after a few months. But the first month, I'll never forget because one of the captains said, yeah, you need to, what was it? It, Well, basically after a month, it happens to a lot of people where their body just kind of rejects the work. Mm -hmm. And and, and so what I started getting was I couldn't fully lengthen my arms. Like I couldn't, I couldn't unstretch my biceps. And so I always had this slight kind of, kind of, um, thing where so I was starting to get some some nerve damage and one of the captains sort of recognized like I was wincing a little bit when I was like mm. trying to open you know like like stretch out my arm where he's like hey what's what's going on and, and you know he luckily he had experience enough to know what was going on and I said oh yeah I'm just having some trouble with my arms like not and he's like you need to take a break yeah you know, for one week only ease lines don't haul on anything only light light work no yeah. no major climbs no nothing like that and it, and it went away it went away after like a week and a half or a week or something but had I pushed through, like I could have gotten permanent damage. Yeah, so, totally. So it's kind of important for people to know. Yeah, like you, you know, you, you can you can build up to it, but yeah. uh, after a month, yeah, you, you need to 
some some people need to hold back a little. Yeah, I was lucky that my break because I I think I remember getting to that point, but then um and I was like oh I'm gonna need to ask for a break soon. <laughs> I was like I don't know if I want to do that because I'm shy and I want to just be tough. But then luckily there was like a boat job that needed to be done outside of the boat and I was just able to do wood turning for like a week. <laughs> oh, that was when we were in Coos Bay. Yeah. 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 That was that's... really nice. Oh, that was folks, a good break. Yeah. If you ever heard Ethan's interview, it's I, I forget which episode it is like episode. 15 or something but check out check out ethan's interview uh ethan welshan because uh, we talk all about that time period oh and, really oh yeah yeah and all about how you guys were making blocks and, and how it eventually led to me proposing to megan oh yeah so. <laughs> did uh did he tell you about the time he almost killed josh and i <laughs> what yeah no yeah okay what so i don't know if it was him it might have been somebody else but there was somebody okay so the shop was set up kind of weird <laughs> Where the wood turning spot, like the wood lathe, was right behind the table saw. And if you know anything about table saws, oh. you if you angle it just wrong at the just right time, you can get this kickback where the blade literally just whips the piece out of your hand and shoots yeah. it back. And like when you're in a shop, everybody like, you know, when you're learning shop stuff, they're like, never stand behind a... a table saw because you could get really hurt i once saw this guy he had this huge bruise you know you hear all these stories yeah. from from this and the wood lathe was right behind the table saw and i was working on the wood lathe while somebody <laughs> was using the table saw oh my gosh and josh and i were like looking at this cool little thing that i had just made and suddenly we hear a but it was a lot uh it was a lot more than that it was like <laughs> And it was this piece of wood that I'd literally just shot back. And it was maybe three feet away from our heads. Oh, man. And it had hit this framed picture, broken the picture, and dropped the frame. <laughs> and Josh and I just looked at each other. We were just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped using the wood, uh, the wood lathe when somebody was using the table saw. Wow. Yeah. Gosh, that reminds me of oh, it reminds me of so many stories. Uh, which which one's the better one? I I want to tell them both. So I, I was on the schooner Mary Day, and we had we had a we were down. We must have been downrigging by that point, and um and it was the main boom, which is a huge freaking boom, and this sucker um, unfortunately, so we're lowering it, trying to get it in its resting place, and it it got out of control and like. And, and I, I kind of understand now why when rigging starts falling, so many people survive. Because you're kind of like, you're like, how does everybody live? Hmm. And what happens is instinctively, you just get away from whatever is coming towards you. Yeah. And so this giant log started rolling right towards me and, and our, our cook's heads. You, you know, like the, this young woman, this uh, blonde surfer gal. And, and just, I didn't even ask her, like, I just grabbed her head and, and both, and I just pushed her head and, and my head and we both went down and yeah. ducked. And luckily the boom, it swung across and actually hit the boat across the dock from us. That's how long the boom was. Yeah. And that stopped its momentum towards our, but, but, but like, I just, I just grabbed her and we both just ducked down under where the cabin, you know, so hopefully it would have just rolled over us or stopped and hit, hit something else before, yeah. before rolling onto us. But that was my instinct. It was like, oh God, this giant thing coming to my head and you don't even think. And I didn't even think about, there was no, like no social, like, and she went with it. She like, I don't know if yeah. she saw the look on my face or what, but she just went down yeah. with, you know, followed my lead, like me grabbing her. Uh, that was kind of crazy. But um, 
I have a story that's very reminiscent of your story as well, which is um, we had a sailor who just loved, she loved laughing. Well, she just laughed. She'd laugh at everything. And she had different laughs depending on, you know, the mood. And so like, it didn't matter what it was. And so like, you say something like bleeding dead puppies. And she'd be like, oh, you know, she still would laugh and kind of smile, even though it was like a different intonation. So you could tell her mood, but it was still laughter. Yeah. Anyway, this young woman loved boys and men, just loved them love them to death and i think there's a quote in the quote book where one, one of the female sailors is like i think i figured you out you're a gay man trapped in a woman's body and she's like you're so right that's me yeah and so anyway we we're sitting there we were we were at ocean oh what's the name just just south of camp pendleton north of san diego i think it's uh, ocean city and uh it's it's this it's the seaside town that had and and so where we would dock sometimes special forces boats would come and dock there and they they were often waiting for nighttime to go out and do like their training out at night so these strapping young lads with big muscles you know Mm. they come out and uh in uniform (laughs) i suppose uh in in combat uniform yeah so so, oh yeah they're i mean they're 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 looking good in their prime and and so so this young girl this young woman is wanting to give her you know tours of the boat all stuff and anyway and so they, they leave, you know, eventually they, they, they head out and they go do their thing. And I was like, so did you get to say hi to them? And, and, and she, and she was using a scraper, but she was using one of those triangular scrapers that are sharp on three points, you know? And so she's like, oh my gosh, Johan, it was the most amazing thing. And she's like animated and like, like, you know, waving this thing. And then, they did this, 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 and then one of them blew me a kiss. And she extends her arm and lets her hand open oh, up, no. you know, like like to you know, do the kiss thing. Well, it's the arm and the hand holding this scraper. Yeah. And it just like tomahawks towards <gasps> my head. Like, <laughs> and I, like turn and boom, it just hits right next to my head. I'm like, <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and that's, you know, yeah. Like, it was, uh, she was, she was very excited. Yeah. And animated and really liked her men. You yeah. Know, was, she she yeah. liked those guys. I'm amazed. <laughs> How well, okay, there are a lot of injuries on tall ships, but I'm just amazed about how little injuries there are at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you, you you think there'd there'd be more. The the biggest, honestly, like I've been lucky. Like I there have yeah. definitely been some clo- you know things where close calls on my part. Um, yeah, some some long term, but but some of it wasn't tall ships. Like like I had a a little shoulder injury from weightlifting you know, the wrong way for 10 years. Like, like so, mm. I mean, that, yeah, that would catch up to you. And then it got aggravated. Or... Got aggravated. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, one time I, I did, I almost thought I gave myself a hernia. I just pulled something, but that, <laughs> that came back. <laughs> that and, is scary. Yeah. That came yeah. back. For, I mean, that, that pain lasted a long time. Yeah. It took some you know, real work to get over that. But, but yeah, but I've seen other people. The biggest one usually is people that have never used a power tool before and they don't know what they're doing mm. and they cut themselves on a power tool. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm always like with the bosuns and stuff. I'm like, you train me how to use this tool right yeah, now. Show yeah. me that you know what you're doing. And then I'll, I'll let them go ahead and train others. But I tell them like, I don't care who it is. They will, you will, they will humor you. Yeah. And you just be respectful and say, I understand you, you know what you're doing with tools or this or that, but you need to prove to me you can yeah. be safe. During haul yeah. out on Chieftain, I think the most injuries that I saw were actually eye injuries. Mm-hmm. Like there were a bunch of different ones, a lot of stuff in the eyes. But yep. then also there was a, um, somebody looked at a welding arc for too long. Oh, jeez, That was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But then other than that, there wasn't that many 
One, <laughs> I saw one injury. Oh, yeah. Oh, two injuries <laughs> um, to do with the splat line. Oh, okay. do you want to do you want to describe what a splat line is really Splatting, quick? I feel yeah. like you could do a good job. <laughs> oh man, a lady washing. You're basically Tarzan, and you grab you grab a rope that's dangling from the end of the end of the yard, and you Tarzan onto the dock. It's uh, it's, it's fu- fun. It's fun. Yeah, everybody says that. It's a lot of fun. And also, the crowds love dangerous. it. It it no, it has the potential for being extremely okay, dangerous. Yes, yes it has you, the potential for being extremely yeah, dangerous. Yeah, if you have a, an over if you have an overexcited young teenage, you know, young man, yeah. generally speaking, that can get pretty bad. But or, or if in our uh, my story's case, <laughs> a poorly set up splat line that would also do it. Yeah, because okay, so there's this thing where if you don't have these certain rope lines tightened for the gaff, not for the gaff, for the the course, the lifts. Yeah, yeah, you had to yeah. make sure. Well, yeah, the lifts would keep the yard down. There was another line, though, I think, because you need a counter, because you're yeah, putting a lot of weight on the, the end lifts, of the yard. And then it was also the, there was another one that Probably I can't remember sheet. the name on. Probably the sheet. I think, yeah. I mean, you got to have something at the end of the yard that's pulling down. So I, the only or yeah. the clue, I'm not sure. One of those lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sailors. <laughs> Just embarrassing ourselves right now. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, it's, it's like riding a bike. You get back on the boat. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I know what that is. Or, you know, but anyway, so to use this splat line, you have to tighten down these lines. Yeah. Otherwise, the the spar moves when it'll go cockeyed it'll it'll like move around and you want it to be yeah. one end tight. Will, the end that gets the weight once you put the weight on it will dip yeah down to the ground the other end will shoot up to the sky yeah. but also it will move back and forth that too, too. Yep. so what happens is when you're using the splat line if you swing into that spar that doesn't that is moving that can has the possibility to move you lose all your momentum oh yeah because it absorbs in all that movement that's in the spar. So what had happened was <laughs> we had um, one of our guys splat lining and he's a bit heavier and we forgot to do the whole oh, lion tightening thing and we were coming into dock <laughs> and he goes for it and all of his um, weight is absorbed in this spar and he slides down <laughs> he slides down the rope his hands are on the rope and he slides down oh no and then i don't know how we got him back but we got him back on board and i think he tries again <laughs> and i think that time he goes in the water but slides down again <laughs> oh god it was rough and when he gets on board because we just gave up at that point and we're just mm-hmm. like we're gonna drop the small boat or something you know, and, and put somebody on the dock. Yeah. Which is a much safer way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and he comes on board and I just look at his hands and they are ripped. Mm. Like his hands, there is not skin on them anymore. Oh, boy. It was rough. Oh. Was I captain? I can't remember. I don't think I was captain. No. Yeah. What? When was that? I don't know. But I don't, I don't think that was... Because I think I would have remembered that. Yeah. I don't think I was captain. I no. Can't. Could be all, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I think I might have been, it might have been like right before your bachelor party. Oh, okay. I think that might have yeah, been Yeah, so it. they would have had a new captain. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And then the other splatline injury that I saw, oh, which yeah? isn't, I mean, it was pretty, it wasn't 
gory, but it it was kind of it was a little bit hilarious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was um Ethan. He was standing around, and there was somebody dropping the spot line from above, mm-hmm. and somebody yelled down, you know, line coming down. And then it comes down and it whips. It goes oh, like. Oh, yes. That's right. Yep. And it just gets him right on the top of the head. Ow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And it's a thick rope. That's That hurts. Yeah. That's, it's a thick rope. Yeah, it's 40, 50 feet in the air whipping. And it whips at the end. Yeah. It, whip it was, that it can was really like hurt. the most perfect. Thank God it was in his eye. Whew. Yeah. But it was somehow the most perfect timing, the most perfect wow. accuracy. And I was just like. It was oh, Ethan God. Nielsen. Uh, what's his last name? The one who's from Whidbey. Whidbey. Uh, uh, that's Nielsen. Nielsen. So yeah, yeah. I hope to interview him someday because he has the best birthday party ever. I'm going to save that. Yeah, for, that's a good one. For that one. But yeah. Oh, man. Poor Ethan. Yeah, it was so sad. <laughs> he took it like a pro, though. He was like, oh, ow. <laughs> he just like was rubbing it. I was like, that must have hurt so bad. Well, I remember one time I had a block dropped on my foot. Like, like it just it, it fell on my foot and it hurt. And luckily, I trained myself to say... Son of a jerk. <laughs> Instead of saying son of a son of a bitch, I was like, like son of a jerk was what I had trained myself to say. And so when I actually really hurt my foot, I was like, son of a jerk. And I was like, oh, that worked. Thank, <laughs> God. Thank goodness. But uh, there definitely were times where I let out a, a, a bad word, a swear in front yeah. of public or in oh, front no. of students. A sailor swearing? That is unheard of. <laughs> oh, it does happen. It's, we try hard not to. but uh, I almost had a shackle on my head really? from a loft. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that could, that could kill you. Yeah, that one was weird. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, yeah, it was close, but. Well, I still, it didn't there, was, there was one boat I worked on where I had made. I mean, the system was foolproof because what, what had happened, I remember I was on, I was on Chieftain mm-hmm. and I, they'd given me the grease gun because you had to grease the blocks up aloft or something like that. So I had this grease gun and I had done double constrictor knots as tight as I could get them. I mean, this thing was like going nowhere. And I remember I was like using the grease gun, da, da, da. And then I like set it aside and then moved and realized, wait a second, I just moved <laughs> further than I should have been able to move. And the lanyards had untied them. Like, it just, oh. everything, it was so greasy. Everything, despite oh. my best effort, both those knots had untied themselves and the grease gun was just laying there. I'm like, holy crap. Okay, that's not good enough. And so, I, I on the next boat I was on, I, I or, or a future boat, I, I was like, I'm going to bulletproof these things. There's no way that, that you're going to lose a tool from a loft. And so, I, what I created was basically a big, big grommets. Mm-hmm. That I had spliced into the, um, the I made them big enough so that you had a big wrench. Like imagine you have like a foot and a half long wrench, right? Mm-hmm. And and this grommet's big enough that you can pass the entire line through. And uh, so so first of all, it was spliced. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that grommet is not going anywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. going to undo itself. It is yeah. it is completely spliced. That that's not not getting released. And then it was long enough that you could kind of cow hitch it to whatever yeah. you had. Yeah. So you're not tying a knot. It can't come undone. Yeah. It just can't. There's yeah. there's no way it's going to come undone. Somehow somebody dropped that damn wrench from a loft. I don't know how. Oh, dang. Yeah, I just remember like hearing, just seeing it and, and thwack. And like, yeah. how on earth did that happen? That yeah. was crazy. I still to this day don't know. Yeah. Um. I, I, obviously, they had, must have attached it wrong or, or whatever they attached it to came loose or something. Yeah. But there's no way that system was, was going to undo itself. Yeah. So. Speaking of things um, coming down from a loft. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have this weird tendency that whenever my face is like down, like when my mouth is to the ground, uh-huh. 
I drool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there were so many times when I've been aloft and I've been furling and I'm like, keep it in this. Oh. <laughs> keep it in. <laughs> and like, I've definitely maybe drooled on a maybe person. I don't know. You never know when you're working and you're just, just fluids are everywhere. Just <laughs> what? what kind of work are you doing aloft? Jeez. You don't want to know. You know, we keep that. What happens in the loft stays aloft. There are so many stories I don't know about because I'm captain. And there's so many stories I created because I was a deckhand. Yeah. <laughs> I think the deckhands have it. Yeah. Like that is the most fun yeah, position to be in. Oh, there that's that's all I ever wanted to be. I wanna just you know, I was, I was like, my dream was to wind up one of these crusty old sailors that's still like, like just trying to do this at sixty something and Yeah. And uh thankfully that dream changed. <laughs> but yeah, had I known had I known I was ever gonna be in charge of the boats or anything like that, I would have never probably done half the stuff I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have been like, well, I need to think about my long term reputation. <laughs> And kind of the long term, like yeah, I should probably. You know, when you start thinking long term, you, you kind of hold start holding back real fast. Yeah. But when you're just living for the day and the moment, it's like, oh, this sounds like so much fun. Let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't. There are some things I regret, uh, but mostly it's the stuff I didn't do, or or it's or it's just times where, yeah, like I remember Captain Jake one time where I had to, I, I threw a great party. I, I okayed it. I okayed it. I was like, hey, do you mind if we do this thing? And other he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. But then it got a little rowdy, a little out of hand, and um, and it didn't get cleaned up. Mm. That was the big thing. Yeah. It didn't get cleaned up. And so, you know, he took me aside and said, Johan, you came up with that idea. You are res- you are responsible for that cleanup. You're responsible for that. And and he dropped the ball. I was like, yep, I did. Sorry, sir. It won't ever happen again. And it didn't. It never did. And so after that, when we would have get-togethers or deck dance would come up, and be like, oh, I got a great idea for a party. I'm like, okay, who's are you responsible? Who's responsible? Because this thing has to get cleaned up, mm-hmm. and we can't cross. There's lines that we can't cross, and I don't, I don't know as we ever did. I don't think my memory's pretty selective. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we ever really, really did. But um, some, most of my regrets actually were offshore, not not necessarily things I did or. There's a couple things I did, or I was, eh, probably you know, bad nights. But it was I remember there's one young man who's a teenager, and um, he was uh, we, were, we were I was at a restaurant. And I look over and he, I see this you know this, this stocky African American young man who was looking very upset. He did not look happy, and he was sitting at an empty table with a bunch of empty drinks and or half drunk drinks and half eaten food and looking very upset. And so I. I was supposed to go in the bathroom or something. I'm like, hey, is everything okay? He's like, no. Like, my friends ditched me and I'm, they're calling the cops. And I was like, oh, man. And, you know, I th- went to the bathroom. I thought about it. And honestly, one of my biggest regrets was like, because I was there on the boat. I don't I don't think I was captain. I, if I had been captain, I might have done this. But part of me was just like, God, like, like what, what are the cops going to do? Like, either they give this kid a record, hmm. which they probably wouldn't want to do. But this kid's going to now have a record and going to deal with that for a long time. Or, you know, if, if he gets arrested. I don't know if that's, that might just be an infraction. So in which case, or, you know, he wouldn't have a record. But I wasn't sure. Or they're going to let him off. And then what lessons learned there, you know? And then, and I know what his buddies are going to say. Like, ha, 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 we left you. You got in trouble. Oh, I can't believe you stayed. You're so stupid. And like, so his incentive is always going to be now to not do the manly thing and not do the right thing and take your punishment, right? 
So I, no matter what, the situation was not going to be good, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for that young man. And to this day, I'm kind of like, God, maybe I should have paid for his bill and just said, you know, you, I can, I can hear myself saying it now. Like you learned, you learned your lesson tonight, which is you need good friends and people that really support you, mm. you know, and you're going to pay me back. And this is how you're going to do it. Like, here's the boat and then take him down the boat and show him like, and, and I said, I can't force you to do any of this. It's entirely up to you, but you did the right thing back there. I think you're going to do the right thing here. And just let's figure out a time when you can come down and volunteer on the boat and earn back what, what your friends took. Mm. And, you know, just to this day, I'm kind of like, could I, you know, I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah. Like, could I have helped him? Could I have changed his life? You know, would we have a new sailor in our community, a new captain? Like, yeah. Would everything be better in the world for that? I don't know. Well, it bugs me sometimes. Stuff like that. Yeah, totally. You know? Not often, but sometimes. Mm. Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, I'm so thankful that we got you, Liz, and that <laughs> uh, that your whatever whatever road you decide to go down, that the signs and the lights start pointing. To... <laughs> so I, I obviously didn't grow up in the Bay Area. I've got no like. I'm, hey, I'm not what all are you talking about? hippy oh, dippy. Like, that your stones like, were oh, vibrating hey. across your mojo <laughs> and your aura to do blah. Oh my blah. god, it's so funny. <laughs> I literally, okay, so just for some background, I got stuck in England for the whole COVID thing (laughs) for two years. And before that, literally, like, the trip on the way over to England, when people asked where I was from, I'd be like, oh, I'm just a world traveler. I don't know where I'm from. (laughs) I'm kind of from everywhere. And then I get to England, and I'm there, and I'm stuck there for, like, two years. And I'm like... I'm from California. <laughs> I'm a California Bay Area girl, like through and through. This is where I'm from. And now it is plainly, brutally honest to me or like, you know, just obvious. So, yeah, I am. I am a Bay Area girl. <laughs> it's, it's crazy what living in another country will. Yeah. How it puts things in perspective and, and yourself in perspective. Too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All the stuff. That you, yeah. It's so cool. All the stuff that you miss. Yeah. Oh man, I missed I missed so much. I missed kombucha so much. <laughs> and I didn't realize like, you know, they don't have kombucha yeah. in England. I mean they do. They do have kombucha, but it's all vinegary. <laughs> and so like whenever I was feeling homesick, I would like go and get this kombucha, drink it, and be like, it's kind of like home, but not quite home. And so when I came home, I like Went to the first store I could possibly go to, and I saw this beautiful array, this whole wall of kombucha, and I literally cried. <laughs> Tears were coming out of my eyes. <laughs> well, now, isn't one of your dreams right now to to start your own kombucha brand in England or, yeah. or get a little micro kombucha thing? I don't even know yeah. what it is. All, yeah, micro kombucha. All I remember. <laughs> yeah. You should start that. Micro kombucha. Yeah. That'd be totally That'd be thing. pretty All epic. I remember is you guys, we were on the mirror wall. We were in the crew house and you had these vats <laughs> and I didn't know what kombucha was. I had tried it before. I would have uh, never tried it. pronounced kombucha. Oh, whatever. Not kombucha. Ugh. Come on, y'all. I would have <laughs> never tried this crazy drink had I known what it looked like being made because it just reminded me of the face huggers and aliens when they're in the vats, like the science lab. And I was just like, what is this? So I started calling it face hugger. I wasn't very polite to you guys. Assimilate, Johan. I should have. I should have. No, you're right. But yeah. that's the thing. Wait, wait, wait. 
Because you assimilate. See, you're one of them. Your brother. What, what was no. the story your brother told? Oh, what man. was the dream your brother had? My brother told me this dream. <laughs> Not that he had, but he had. Okay. I mean, this is kind of like a mouth from a mouth from a mouth. You know, like right. this is like his friend's roommate's mother. Play a little telephone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, this girl, <laughs> she had a grandmother who had a kombucha. Like, from Russia, from, you know, the homeland of kombucha. (laughs) And this grandmother was like, you better take care of this. And it was this kombucha, like, mother had been in this family for generations. Wow. And so it was older than this girl who was taking care of it, you know? Yeah. And so she was like, okay, grandma. (laughs) And she started drinking this kombucha And she was getting these dreams, like her and her roommate started drinking this kombucha and she was getting dreams that this kombucha was talking to her (laughs) and was saying, we are a alien race that has been here for a long time and you need to keep us alive or something. And then she talked to her roommate and her roommate was like, I've been getting those same dreams too. I have no idea if this story is true. It's a great story, though. I love it. I'm okay with it. What is... Is it a fungus? What is it? Uh, it's just some kind of yeasty, fungusy thing. Wow. I don't know. It's like kefir, and it's like all these things. I mean, to be honest, I think it just... It evolved with humans. Hmm. You know, because gut bacteria is really important for us, and gut bacteria is its own thing. Like, they have their own deal going on. They're not a part of us. They're well, they are a part of us because they're inside us, but you know, I'm definitely going to write about this in the description of this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, we delve into such nautical topics as gut bacteria, and yeah, well, you <laughs> get some, you get to know your gut bacteria real well on boats. That is true. Holy I boy. saw a lot of my guts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so after after Lady Washington, what other boats were you on? Because you were with, you were with me on SeaWorld, and that yeah. was wonderful. Thank you for helping me out there. Oh yeah, we that needed. was the drama on that boat. Holy was crap! So amazing. Yeah, I that loved was, it. Uh, <laughs> wow. I okay. mean, you were so you you joined us on SeaWorld, so thank yeah. you for helping me there. Yeah, I was yeah, on there. Was what was that? Drama. Three months? Two months? Uh, at, least like two. That. at least yeah. two. Yeah. Um, and then you told me about Niagara. Yeah. So I did a winter maintenance there for oh, excellent. like two months, three months. I excellent. can't remember. Good. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah. They, yeah. That's a rough winter really... there. Did you do the uprig? I can't remember. I didn't do the uprig because what happened was you were like, come do this my way transit with oh, me. Oh, yeah. So I left them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I want to go to Mexico. <laughs> it's cold over here. <laughs> oh but I was so sick that whole time, that whole transit. Because oh. I didn't let the scopolamine kick in right away. It just, it was, it was a rough one. And then oh. I got, I got kind of ill. And so I couldn't go back to Niagara. Um, and then, I don't know, I can't remember what I did for a little while. I think I just worked at home. Like, the Exploratorium was really kind to me, mm-hmm. and they always let me, like, work there whenever I was home. <laughs> so I did. I probably did that for a little while. Um, and after that, I must have gotten back on Chieftain. I think that's when I started. Yeah. No, Lady. I got on Lady. Went to your wedding. That's what it was. Okay. And then I was like, I'm going to go work on Chieftain for the haul out. So I did haul mm-hmm. out. And then um, Chieftain was the first boat that I was a bosun on, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. 
and also really burnout <laughs> yep yep they're um, going through rough patch for sure yeah and i think i was on for a total of seven months on that boat okay. i think i may have had like a few breaks in between but that was a yeah that was a rough contract and then after that i thought i was not going back to boats <laughs> <laughs> surprise and surprise you know that forever beautiful josh man was like please come to the mirror wall and i was like okay fine josh i would do anything for you so there you go so then i was on mirror for four months um and then since then i've been working with jamie's family which you will have heard about or will hear about at some point <laughs> yeah but but we haven't talked a lot about your your voyages with him we haven't mm. we didn't talk about that in his interview and and so what what have you done with Gaia? Oh, okay. Like, what have, like you went to Greece. I mean, you're like yeah. sending us pictures from Greece. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, um, so Jamie's family is a sailor family. They're kind of they're like semi famous in the boat world mm-hmm. um, for design for their designs. They're catamaran um, Polynesian. Um, styled catamarans double canoe double I, canoe. I got i got r- torn a new one by jamie oh double, yeah double canoe i was yeah. way out of line for not yeah. knowing what i didn't know yeah hanukkah his mom is like really <laughs> adamant because what you get now with catamarans are not real sail boats yeah can you describe it i think you had a really good description yeah Okay, so they're called. Okay, there's a couple things we call these boats. But but okay. keep in mind, keep in mind, I I would I don't want to include my way in that because I think okay. my way was awesome. I love my way. So, but uh, so my way was special. But other catamarans, <laughs> let's let's talk about. This. Yeah, so there's these catamarans that are made out of plastic, mm-hmm. basically, and they're not real sailboats. They're plastic boats that you pretend that you're living on land on so we call them charter marines because oh. <laughs> <laughs> you get them a lot in greece because it's a warm sunny place and so you have charter marines but then you've also got these crazy catamarans coming out right now that are like triple layered things where you've got like the hull and then you've got this deck like deck cabin and then you've got this lookout tower on top of the deck cabin and you have no space for sails hmm. there's like a tiny little sail that comes up above this like upper and we call them the wedding cakes <laughs> <laughs> oh god they are really something hmm. yeah they're not real sailboats like the the i really the boats that um jamie's parents designed are for ocean crossing so Jamie's parents' boat designs are really are gorgeous because they're not for creature comforts. Yeah. They're to keep you alive. Yeah. So, for instance, on the Spirit of Gaia, which is um, the biggest boat that um, Hanukkah and James, I don't know if it's actually the biggest boat that they designed, but it's um, the biggest boat that they made and own and continue to sail. And this boat doesn't have really doesn't really have electricity i mean we've got like one solar panel you know the toilet is a tiny tiny composting toilet but most of the time you're actually just going to the bathroom in a hole (laughs) in um in the deck or in the netting oh wow and the shower is like oh man the shower is this 
spray pump like you know those things that you use to spray pesticides yeah. on your oh. plants oh my gosh okay that's the shower wow and it's amazing to be <laughs> honest like it is that is where i thrive because you're you're pretty disconnected from technology because you can't charge your phone all the time you mm -hmm. can't you know there's not a sufficient amount of internet to be connected all the time so you get to be disconnected and you get to have an excuse to be disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> and these boats, oh man, these boats are designed so simply that it's just, you know, if if you're out at sea, you can fix anything. You don't need a specialist to fix them. They're just, they're, I, I love them so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and right. with, the, with these charter morans, you have like, super complicated you know computer systems you've got yeah. self-setting sales you've got all this stuff that you need professionals to come in and work on yeah and when you're out at sea with like a handful of crew and something breaks you can't hire a professional so yeah. these boats these charter marines are not for sailing they're for people to hire to pretend like they're sailors and to go pretty places or well or i mean to, to play devil's advocate here like you know if i if i was older if i was in my 70s or 80s mm -hmm. like i don't think i'd want to be going up and down stairs just to go to the bathroom and do all this stuff like yeah some of that luxury would would be really nice just for and, and comfort would be really good you know yeah. for that and like you said, yeah, I mean, they can go special places. There's places you can go on a boat that you can't go elsewhere, but you still want those creature comforts. I mean, for them, yeah, it's probably not about the sailing, really. Yeah, it's you know? not. It's yeah. For a lot of people on boats, it's not. I'm just seeing some of the dockings I've seen. Like, yeah. it's not about seamanship. No. <laughs> you know? Oh, they're, man, they're, they're I saw just... some dockings in Greece. <laughs> we would literally, like, so there was a lot of... Um, but oh, to counterpoint you. Okay. Push Hanukkah, back. Push back. Hanukkah is in her sixties. Yeah, she's also like really Yeah, but she's on a boat. And, 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 oh, and well, maybe you know what? That's a good maybe the boat's keeping her in shape. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Moving that's up true. and down, moving around Gosh. is so good for you. I definitely noticed that on tall ships. It's it's a double whammy because you're hanging out generally you know, now I'm in my forties and like I'm usually hanging out with people in their twenties and thirties. Mm -hmm. So they have just naturally have more energy and, and and I start to get more energy. And then after a few days where you're, you are going up and down steps and you are climbing stuff and you are checking things and moving, twisting and all these different yeah. ways, like you get stronger, you get yeah. more energy. Your you don't bones, have to be yeah. climbing aloft every day. Just climbing in and out of the deck pods is amazing. <laughs> it's so good for you. Ladies and gentlemen, this today's podcast was brought to you by Warham. Yeah. Warham Catamarans, <laughs> best double canoes since the Polynesians. All right. <laughs> Man, I'd be really good at selling stuff. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have a sell salesman voice. That's what it's called. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you about cast iron. Yeah, do the cast iron one. That was not, so much oh, fun. God, I haven't done it in a long enough time. <laughs> you used to have this rant. It's like, so, so, folks, if you don't know about cast iron, you should seriously look into getting old-timey cast iron skillets. And uh, well, <laughs> hey, I'll just do the rant. Don't worry. That, right, I so. mean, that's pretty off-topic, cast <laughs> irons. Oh, cast you... iron? What are you talking about? <laughs> Let me tell you something about cast iron. Let me tell you something, friend. There's nothing better in the, all the world than bonafide American genuine. <laughs> so I can't do it <laughs> than bonafide American made just cast iron skillet. <laughs> it was close enough. It gives you a little taste. <laughs> right, we got a whole long list of 
positives and and negatives because i'm telling you the truth friend there are negatives. <laughs> yes sir this this skill it will heat up the entire thing will heat up now it does make for a more round and uh you know you're, you have a your steak is going to be better heated because it's going to be not in one concentrated area however so the hand handle is going to get hot so we have this newfangled thing it's called a cloth get a rag get a cloth put it around it guess what it won't burn your hand there you go free free tip <laughs> no charge <laughs> you know just like i had, had oh this whole salesman, salesman's pitch that is so good that was so silly johan you've made me laugh so much more than i think anybody has ever in my life <laughs> oh well hopefully it wasn't all things i did oh it was oh it was sometimes it was like i mean sometimes it was you being absolutely hilarious and then sometimes it was you like you would do this thing where you would like mess up on something and you'd be like Oh dang it! <laughs> just be like, oh, <laughs> well, he's so funny. <laughs> well, I probably did that a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> oh, man, I'll never forget. Were you were you on when we were watching Game of Thrones? I can't remember. Mm, Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't think it was. Oh, right, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna tell this story of of Megan. Uh, you know, you've been watching Game of Thrones Thrones too long. When we oh, were no. uh, Megan would always leave. 20 windows up on her computer like dozens of windows and and you just couldn't find anything on it but then we were had the ship's computer she was the the accountant mm-hmm. and so i was working on something and she's like johan i need to use the ship's computer and i had like two windows up or something like two little tabs <laughs> not even windows like one window two tabs i'm like okay just don't close don't close the tabs don't close the window and like she never closes windows she has dozens of windows here. and so she did her thing and then closes the window i was like what are you what are you doing why'd you do that and her response was what is done cannot be undone yes (laughs) just like this epic like what is done cannot be undone kind of thing is you know you've been watching too much game of thrones when you start saying stuff like that i think that's just a normal saying that everybody should say more often (laughs) oh man there's definitely yeah there's there's not a good fantasy in the world that's for sure yeah definitely But, um, all right. And so you met Jamie and Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess that brings us up to today, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, are there any other really cool stories you want to share or anything special? God, there are so many. (laughs) It's really like, buds give you a lot of things to, I don't know, just to keep you going, to keep your life going, to keep you like energized throughout your life. You're like you get to feel so powerful. That's what I feel on boats. I feel powerful, especially on Gaia. I don't know what it is about her, but she is a powerful boat. It's aura, man. It's freaking aura. Yeah. That (laughs) that boat aura really gets to me. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, yeah, just hearing Jamie talk about it. And uh, even though I feel like you guys have one foot on land, one foot in the sea, it, it, it's, yeah, it sounds like it's that boat and that design that's yeah. keeping you there. And the concept of it, too. I mean, it's what an incredible thing to take history, start with history, and then make it even better. Mm. Like, take what, what what took thousands of years of trial and error and many lives, and then and then make little improvements here and there. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what's impressive. Well, and me. also, it combined two really good aspects of sailing together so like the polynesians had different rigs than what are on the catamarans what are right. on the warm warm boats right. um and so it was basically like combining the european sail with the double canoe of yeah. the polynesians and it's beautiful it's really it's such a great combination because they're yeah they're just excellent sailors i mean and the way and then hanukkah 
she just like she's so smart and <laughs> such i mean james is also a very good designer but hanukkah yeah. is like yeah. so good it's awesome and such a good artist and they just they came up with some beautiful babies some beautiful baby boats <laughs> that rock this world that anybody can own yeah. anybody you don't have to be rich you can build it yourself you can maintain it yourself you know it really opens up a lot i mean i it they they remind me a lot of tall ships to be honest because tall ships are available to anyone if you have enough oh like, like to be a crew member to be a crew member but not to own one not to own so one. Gaia, no, no, no. you're saying you could own a boat like that yeah from the ground up from wow. yeah well one of the smaller like, like ones a, a normal person could yeah do a that. normal person could do but a normal person could do tall ship sailing mm-hmm. you know and they both are ancient inspired vessels i wonder if our world yeah sometimes i feel like people not feel i know humans are naturally inclined to accept innovation and like love it even if it's worse than what they already have. I've seen <laughs> yeah. it with my own eyes. Like those damn soda machines where, oh God, I mean like where you go up and, and you know, you have a hundred choices, you know, rather than just yeah. like you had ice and now I've already picked up my soda, boom, and you're done. It's like, oh, well now I need to select from this category and then yeah. you select from another category and then you're just you're like too many choices yeah well and a the lot line of builds it, up and it's just yeah. like it sucks and everybody i remember when those first came out and people were like this is so great i'm like no it's not no it's not you you people something is wrong with with the way you're viewing this because it's not great yeah but i sometimes wonder we start but we start down that road and we start doing that and getting all these modern innovations and and it helps to just take a step back yeah reevaluate everything reevaluate our societies re- like there's what tribal stuff are we missing that is useful? Yeah. There's a lot of tribal stuff that's not useful. Yeah. We do not need 500 different languages. We do not need 500 different ways of doing it. We do not need 500 different legal systems. Like, no, 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 no. Like, they're, they're, there's on, but, I mean, you said yourself, you were lonely in the city. There's millions of people there. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. How are you lonely? I was, like, that was the most lonely. Something needs to be brought yeah. back to that level. Yeah. That was the most lonely I've ever been. Is in a city. Where's your you're tribe? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't have... Where's your family? Exactly. Well, I did have I mean, family, I, I, but yeah. Your, your <laughs> nuclear family. But, but you know what yeah. I mean, like your extended family. And they were there. I just, I wasn't in a place to be able to take them yet, which I am now. I love all of you, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, we love you. We love you. <laughs> love you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, There's a lot oh, of shoot. editing this interview. There was something <laughs> I wanted to say about tall ships. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, with tall ships, I think that made me realize, I mean, it's an obvious thing when you think about it, but tall ships made me realize how intelligent we've always been because looking at rigs is just gorgeous. They are gorgeous and they took time and intelligence to develop. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people kind of look at old stuff and they're like oh that's old so it's stupid you yeah. know and no <laughs> it's like we've always been really intelligent and we've always been really stupid <laughs> we've always been human <laughs> we've always just been human yep we're just as smart and just as dumb as we've always been yeah i agree yeah. i 100 agree and it's good to take the good and it's good to stand on the shoulders of giants and it's good to you know recognize when it wasn't working 
But I think it, yeah, like, I mean, you always talk about how good it is for us to just explore history and get some kind of knowledge of history. Because, yeah, it really, it puts everything into perspective. Yeah. Even just, like, I don't know, just, yeah, it's beautiful. History is beautiful. <laughs> so if you're if you're History in school, is many things. Yeah. But, yes, when it comes to enriching your life and, and getting a better understanding of I mean, if, if, if at minimum you're going to be humbled, yeah, you, you'll be humbled because you'll realize all the stuff you're being fed is actually like one one thousandth of what's yeah. going on and what what you want. So you just can't understand everything; it's impossible. So yeah, I hated history humbled. in school. I yeah. hated it. But but I there's ugly like, in history. No, yeah, we're not dismissing that. We're just saying yeah. it's beautiful to know. Yeah. Like, well, well, you were missing out. You were missing out, and yeah. now you're not. Yeah, because in school they were teaching me dates and facts and times that I had to like precisely remember. Yeah, and that put me off for a long time. I was like, no, I'm not really that into history. Like, whatever. But that's not what history is. Yeah, history is emotion. It is people. It is humans just being human. And having human relatable experiences where at school, I felt like kind of didn't help me relate to our past, our past humans. Like it just told me that this human did this thing at this time. That's not human. Mm -hmm. Like, and also everything is so flowing. Like it's not, it's history is not these dates. It is. An acclim- it's like an accumulation of things that happened and some of them pinpoint to a thing that we can say oh yes this happened at this time but there was so much behind that one pinpoint yeah that you don't get unless you like read people's actual stories or you know just look into it a little bit more yeah all right well i think i think we'll leave on that note that's uh <laughs> I can't think of a better note to leave on. So go to Tall Ships and learn some history. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, folks. You heard it. There you go. Check out your check out your local Tall Ship. Help out a local history organization, whatever it may be. And if you're already doing so good on you, thank you for <laughs> for keeping that alive and um, giving us all a little more meaning, uh, whether people realize it yet or not. Uh, yeah, support this podcast if you're able to. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, check out my kids' book. Appreciate that too. If you if you like. And everybody just has a wonderful time. Oh, check out the warm catamarans. We've definitely <laughs> talked to them up. <laughs> Probably. We're going to make episodes. a documentary soon. So oh, check go. out for that too. Yeah, be on the lookout for a documentary on the warm catamarans. All right, folks. Wishing everybody out there fair winds in the following season. Bye. Bye.